Hey guys, it's Caitlin. So before we get into the episode today, I really wanted to talk about what it means to be fearfully fierce. Now, as a lot of phrases will go, it might mean something to every other person. You might have your own definition of what this means to you, but I wanted to share with you guys what it means to me and why I chose it to be the title of this podcast and what I really, what it represents for me and everything that this podcast is and that I want to put out into the world. So I think this idea of fear, it can be taken in two ways. You have a choice. You can be consumed by this fear and let it hold you back and hold you down and keep you from being the best version of yourself. Or you can let that fear propel you forward. You can take that fear in. You can recognize it. You can name it. You can own it. And you can walk with it to wherever it is you're wanting to go, to whatever it is that you are afraid of. You take that fear and you carry it on your back and you keep going anyways. And that's where I think the fierceness comes in. You know, even though you are afraid of whatever it is you are up against, you're not running from that fear. You're not letting it define you. You are taking it alongside you and you are fiercely getting in. You are hustling. You are going. You are doing whatever it takes to get to where you want to be because you are fearfully fierce and you've made the choice to not let that fear keep you down and let it define the person that you are because you are bigger than that fear. You are more than that. You have the strength within you to take it with you and to move towards that goal, to move towards that hard thing, and to get your dream. You just have to make that choice. All right, guys, so today we're going to be talking about relationships. Yes, big, bad relationships. And I think this can get a little sticky because everybody has their own opinion about relationships and everybody thinks, you know, they know what they need to know about relationships and everybody has their own opinions. And I'm just going to throw the blanket statement out there again. I'm not an expert. Bye any means I have I have simply the experience that I have gotten and what I've learned and what I have tried to get from things I've been doing and I'm sharing them with you it may work for you it may not you may think that they're crazy and they're wrong and you're never gonna do them girlfriend power to you You can go ahead, live your life, have a happy relationship, and I wish you the best. But for those of you who maybe want to have a better relationship, you want to learn some new things to talk about with your partner, you want to create a better foundation for the two of you, keep on listening because that's what we're going to get into today. I've got a couple different tips that I have personally gotten from over the last probably on 
honestly like six months that I've been really putting these things into place and I I see a difference. I feel better and I want I want you guys to have awesome relationships. I want you guys to build these solid foundations so that as you go through different seasons in your life, you guys are solid. You know, you can take on anything together and that might seem a bit wishful and a bit of a fantasy, but honestly, I don't think it is. I think that it's absolutely possible, but you've got to be ready to do the work. So, number one, I'm sure you're not going to be surprised, but communication, hands down, above everything else, communication is the key to a solid, healthy, sustained, happy relationship. Now, I've got a couple sort of like subtopics underneath communication, but overall, we need to get better about talking to the person we're with. You might be great at talking to each other. I was not. So I'm talking to the women and even the men who are not as great as communicating what they are feeling to the other person or are afraid of confrontation or they're scared of saying the wrong thing or scared of doing something and bringing up a topic that they think their partner's going to get mad and they're just, they're going to break up with them. So I want to tell you that it just gets easier the more you do it. You know, we talked about before speaking up for yourself and using your voice and saying what's on your mind. That's important in your relationship. You know, this is the person that you either have already decided you're going to spend your life with, you and, you know, or you you feel that way and, you know, you're you're building that life together. And if you can't talk to each other about all of the things, then you guys are going to struggle and it might not be right away. It might not it might not be a big blow up, but little by little, you know, it's it's going to chip away at the two of you. And it's not something that you need to be great at right away. I by no means am <laughs> well versed in my communication skills and talking about things that make me uncomfortable and all all of the talking things just they they, they don't give me a happy fuzzy feeling for the most part. But I keep doing them and it gets a little easier. The fuzzy feeling I think is coming. It'll be, it'll get there at some point. And I think that, you know, we just, we get all wrapped up in our own head and it, it's no good for anybody. So instead of just saying all these things in your head, turn to the person who's sitting right next to you and say the things. Who cares if they look at you like, where did this come from? So tell them where it came from. You know, and so a couple things that I've been looking into is what to talk about, because obviously we know how to speak. We, we know we have language, you know, we went to school, we know words, but it sometimes gets a little overwhelming when you have this time and you this almost like dead space and you're like, I have this thing on my mind, but. I don't know how to bring it up or this is time that, you know, it, it could be really valuable, but 
I'm just sitting and watching this TV show. And not to say that those times don't bring value. Sometimes you just, it's nice to sit in silence. It's nice to just sit in that space with the person you love. But if you're not as solid in communicating, that's a great time to practice and get better at it. So I would encourage you to turn to them and just ask them a question. You know, I love bringing up things from their childhood. So that's something I've been doing personally lately is asking questions like, so what did your mom make you for breakfast when, you know, you were in elementary school? Or did you ride the bus or did you walk? Or how did you get to school? Or what was your favorite class when you were in high school? Where did you guys go out to eat when you went out for dinner? Who used to do the cooking in your house? What was the favorite thing that you and your brother used to watch on TV? Um, What was your favorite vacation that you guys took? When did your dad, you know, stop working? Um, What did you love to do when everybody was home at the house? Did you guys have game nights? You know, did you, did you guys go to the movies? What movies did you see? Little things. It, not just like things that you think of that you don't know. Or maybe that you did when you were young and it's like, well, did they do that? Let's have a conversation. And it just goes back and forth very naturally because you're just, you're reminiscing and you're, you're bringing them into, you know, a space that they weren't a part of. And then you kind of, you get to be a part of it through that conversation. And it's really awesome. I've been, I've only been doing this the last couple of weeks and I've had some really nice conversations and it's just fun to kind of get a look into who they used to be before, you know, you guys even knew each other. So another one is getting into kind of the bigger, deeper questions. So not so much into your personal relationship, but just kind of bigger world thinking. So like dreams. I think dreaming is something that not a lot of us do. And I might even go further and say not a lot of us know how to do because it's not something that's brought up a lot. It's not something that is super common. You know, people don't usually just go around asking you, well, what are your dreams? So you don't really have to think about it. And our brains are so wired to keep us in this small mindset of, you know, the things that we can do and what is possible right now. And dreaming can get uncomfortable and make us vulnerable and feel like it's just shining a light on all the things that we don't have or we can't do. But dreaming is fun, guys. It is fun to think about what you want to do, what you want to be, you know, where you can go, what you can do, who you can see and meet. And it opens up some really cool conversations, especially because a lot of people don't do it. A lot of people don't just sit down and write down what they're dreaming about or talk about what their dreams are on a big grand scale. So it's a new conversation, a new territory to walk through together. And I did this last night because I was listening to a podcast and it was talking about dreams and writing them down and putting them in present tense as they've already happened. And it really got me thinking 
what are my dreams? You know, so I, I first kind of thought about some of mine, and I'll share those with you. A couple of mine are, I am a good wife, I am a good mother, I am a good leader, I am living in my dream home that is paid off, I am driving a white Lexus, and I have a vacation home. Those are just a couple things. And now, those are big things, but they're all attainable. They're all possible because guess what? You are capable of anything, any, any, anything. It's the truth. You might feel like that's not, it's not possible. You know, I, I won't be able to get into my dream house or I won't be able to have that car. A vacation is just not, it's not in the cards for me this year. Well, guess what, hon? That's why it's not in the cards. Because you're thinking like that. You need to put your mindset right and figure out how to get there. Put it out in the world and then work backwards. Here is what I want to work towards. Now, what can I do right now to get me a step closer to that? And so in doing that myself, I wanted to find out what his goals were and what his dreams were. And in talking about it, you know, we kind of really figured out that, you know, we want a lot of the same things, but also that dreaming is hard for some people because we limit ourselves and we put these kind of barriers up and these contingencies in place of, you know, well, a lot of things will depend on this. And, you know, I don't know if this will happen this way, but if it does, then, then we'll do this and kind of X, Y, and Z. And it's so interesting because it's just a dream. Like there's, it's not a right or wrong answer. So having that conversation of what are your dreams and really talking about them and kind of specific detail and working towards them together, that gets really, really fun. And so I I loved that. Um, Another thing that I have found to be really important is taking time to just connect with one another at least a couple times a week. You know, I'm going to be honest. You know, it would be great to do it every day. I haven't done it yet. That's that's a goal. But and what I mean by connecting is all noise is tuned out. So for us, our schedules are very hectic. So we work a lot of crazy hours and we aren't home a lot at the same time. And when we are home, it's a lot later at night and we're tired. You know, we we just want to sit down on the couch and relax and not talk. And as I said before, it's okay to be in that space. You know, it's nice sometimes to just sit and be with the person that you love and not have to say anything. But I also think it's important to pause the TV, wait to have your dinner, and take five minutes to just sit down and talk about your day and really, really listen because it makes the other person feel appreciated. It makes them feel valued that, you know, you, you're you tired, you just want to sit, you don't want to talk, but you're taking this time to listen to them and let them kind of unload their day 
And then you can go about doing what you were doing and unwinding and, you know, just spending quality time together. But I found that was important. And it was hard for me to say, can we just pause the TV for a minute? Which is so silly, but it was our normal routine. And I felt like I was disrupting the daily the daily grind. But it guess what? The world did not cave in. Everything was fine. And it was nice to just kind of sit down and talk and not have, you know, the BAU kind of yapping in my ear about the next case, you know, while I was trying to talk about my crazy day. So... The next thing, this is, this is, this is one that's really interesting to me. So taking the time to appreciate and thank your partner for things that they do. So sending a text to them during the day saying, hey, I just wanted to say thank you for going to work and working so hard. I really appreciate it. That's it. That's it. It doesn't have to be this big, long love letter. That's nice. That would be great, too. I highly recommend that. I think that would be awesome. But it doesn't have to be a big, grand gesture. It could be a quick text. And they're so appreciated. I did this last week. And it not only made me feel good, but it was so appreciated. And I felt so good because I made him feel so good and it was funny because as I was set as I was typing it out and getting ready to hit send I got all kind of like fluttery and nervous which is crazy because why why did I feel like that we've we've been in a relationship for four years why do I feel uncomfortable about just telling you that I noticed that you're working hard and I really appreciate it but I think it's because it's something we don't do very often and you know do in this way and because it was so intentional I felt vulnerable but I did it and it was it paid off like um like tenfold because it just made me feel so good that I knew how appreciated he felt and think the same thing you know when I do the dishes or I do the laundry and he comes up and he says, you know, thank you for doing that. Like, thank you. It feels so nice. Or, you know, when we're getting ready to go out, tell them they look handsome. Say they look sexy. Like, a little compliment like that, it's huge and it goes a long way. And I think one thing, too, that I have found is when it comes to compliments and words, I think it's important to, number one, realize where they are at and how they communicate and what their words mean because they may not speak in the same way that you do and they may not take meaning the same way that you do. And that's something I I've been working on because we, for some things, don't communicate in the same ways. I like much more plain, simple, black and white compliments, you know, like, you are beautiful. And he may not be saying those exact words to me, but he says them in his own language, 
Does that make sense? And it's a it's a happy medium. You need to be able to have these conversations where you say, you know what, thank you. I I I he likes to say things that make me laugh. And so his compliments have a bit of a, a comical spin to them. And it's not mean intended. And I've I've learned to understand that's how he communicates to me. And I've explained to him that for me, this is how I communicate. So I'd like you to just throw a couple of things in there that I need. So in with the, you know, sort of pickup line compliments that make me laugh and they do make me feel good because they are sincere. I throw in a, you know, you look really beautiful tonight, babe. That's it. And it's it's give and take and figuring out what the other person needs and also meeting them where they're at, I think is really important. But it it doesn't happen without a conversation. And if you don't have a conversation, then feelings are going to get hurt and you might build up some tension and resentment. And that's not what you want. You want to live happily together. Um, so next is a bit of a sticky one. And it may be it may be an unpopular opinion, but you know what? Unpopular opinions are fine. And if you don't agree, that's okay. So this one has to do with taking on the opinions of other people. This one's really t- really tough. So I have been together with my boyfriend for four years, and over this last year, it's that's been like a big year for us. We spent the beginning of this last year apart. And as we came back together, I realized a lot of things. And a lot of things that played a part in why we took some time apart was I have a tendency to take on a lot of opinions of other people and I like advice and I like talking through my feelings and I like hearing other sides to stories and the problem with that is when it comes to your relationship it can get so overwhelming that you don't realize what your own feelings and opinions are because you've heard so many different things and you really don't know which way is up. And everybody has your best intention at heart, or at least they should. And you know this, and so you want to, you want to honor that, and you want to be respectful, and you don't want to hurt any feelings. But I'm going to get real honest with you. It is your relationship. Nobody else is in it except the two of you. So at the end of the day, it does not matter what anybody else thinks. It's the truth. And it's something that it took me a a while to realize. And it's still something that I work on. But really, it is. It's your decision. It's your relationship to work through and figure out what is best for the two of you. It doesn't matter what your aunt thinks or your mom or your best friend or your sister or your brother-in-law. It doesn't because they are not there every day, every night, 24 hours a day, making the decisions and living that life. They can offer advice, but really if it's not going to work for you guys, don't do it. 
And don't feel bad about saying thanks, but we're, this is what we're going to do. Because guess what? They'll get over it. They will move on and they will be fine. And you guys will also be better for it because you'll be stronger in the fact that it's the two of you. It's the two of you against things. And those basic foundational skills about talking to each other, that's how you're going to get through those things and you're going to move through it and you're going to be able to talk about, you know, well, so-and-so said this and, you know, I, I see her point and, well, so-and-so felt this way and, you know, this is how they did it when they went through this. And you can have that conversation like that worked for them, but, you know, this is how I'm feeling and I need you to help me work through this. And I think, I guys, I that's just my own personal opinion and you can do what you want with that. So lastly... You need to be able to take on problems together as a united front. And what I mean by that is whenever there's an issue or a problem or some kind of thing that is coming between the two of you or that's arisen in your life, it needs to be the two of you together against the problem, not the problem getting in between the two of you and you're both attacking each other because of the problem. Because that is where, again, things are going to crack and crumble and it's going to be hard to come back from that. But if you're both united and solid and you link arms and you take on this thing together, you're going to be able to work through it because you're there together in the trenches and you're going to trudge through and figure out how to get to the other side. And it can be tough, but when you do all of these things, you're going to be better prepared to handle it and to get through it and to figure out how how you make it through. And I really think that when you do these couple things, you're going to see changes in your relationship and you're going to be solid and you're going to build a lasting future together. And that's what I want for you. And I think that's what you want for yourself. You know, if you've made it all the way here to the end, you want to find some things that are better for that things that are going to help your relationship and make you guys a better couple. And these aren't big, crazy, outlandish ideas. I'm not the first thing to ever say these things the first person to say these things but it's just a matter of being intentional and doing them so with that said I want you to try these things even if you just pick one I would say after you listen to this podcast send a text to your partner and either thank them or give them a compliment It might be a little, it might make you a little vulnerable. It made me vulnerable. But see what their response is. See how happy it makes them. See how happy that makes you feel. Because I promise, I think you're going to carry that happiness through the rest of your day and it's going to make you feel really good. And that just makes me so excited. Hey guys, so we have a review of the week to do before we go. So, This one is from Arrow Angela, uplifting, funny, and useful. 
I found myself laughing out loud, relating, and picking up useful tips and attitudes. I loved your advice about the to-do list. I have 27 things on my to-do list right now. Having a daily manageable list of a few things that I can actually get done and check off is just what I need. And your social media episode is spot on. I will definitely be sharing and listening in the future. Angela, thank you. I'm so glad that you got something out of that and that you left your review. And guys, if you want your review read, you got to go leave one. So hop on over to iTunes, leave your review, and maybe you'll be featured next week. I'll see you guys next time.